Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is finding the light. And now here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Welcome everyone. My name is Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. Today I want to talk about light, one of my favorite subjects. Light. John, the Apostle John, in chapter 3 of his Gospel, verse 19, said, Light came into the world, but people loved not the light, because they loved darkness. Do you understand? Light overcomes darkness, but people who do not love the light, who do not want their deeds exposed, why they shrink away from the light but light is beautiful i just made a youtube video a little lecture a reading from madame grillon one of my favorite people a reading from her book experiencing god through prayer and and i said or i entitled the little video all is resolved in the light all is resolved in the light. I wish you could understand that. I wish you could grasp that. Because if you grasped it, then you would cease your efforts to try to save yourself. Adam had a flaw. Adam's flaw was a propensity to be ambitious. Now, he wasn't ambitious because there was no temptation in the Garden of Eden until the serpent showed up, of course. But life was just beautiful for Adam. It was like when you were a little child. Do you remember a long time ago how life was sweet? Every day was an adventure of discovery. It was beautiful. Well, it was like that for Adam. But he had a flaw, a propensity. Now, there was no ambition yet to tempt him. See, now when you go out in the world, there's plenty of ambition, plenty of temptation, isn't there, to be ambitious. This might be a good, po a good place for me to actually mention what ambition is. Because when we think of ambition, you probably think of somebody trying to climb the corporate ladder or something like that. But when I say ambitious, I'm talking about it way down to the to the nano level, way down to the nano level. You see, you're out walking along, you encounter someone, and you see them doing something that's not quite right, and you judge them. I mean, it's okay to see that they're doing something not quite right. That's okay. That's innocent. That's discernment. But you add a little pinch of resentment, and you puff up and judge them. Well, judgment is mine, saith the Lord. That's his prerogative to judge. Your prerogative is to be what? To just to be an observer in life. To just observe and discover and wonder and delight in God's universe and marvel. And yes, sometimes not quite understand people and why they do what they do, but not hate them. 
See, you have to become like when you were a little child. You didn't hate people. You just observed, and some of the things people did was weird, and you couldn't understand, but you didn't hate them. That's the way you must become. But if you want to judge, then what are you doing? You're trying to usurp God's prerogative. Can you see the ambition there? And let's say you're walking along, and and there's a, a great big a greasy piece of something or other. And uh, you know you shouldn't eat it. It's not good. You don't need it. You're not hungry. And you know better. Your common sense tells you you should just pass by. But for some reason you reach for it. See? Can you see how that's stepping away from common sense? So when you step away from intuition, step away from love, step away from innocent discernment, when you get angry at someone, someone does something, you become angry. That little anger, that uprush of anger is ambition. You should have remained calm. You're stepping outside your bounds. Do you get it? I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. I'm just a person, and I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. So it's very simple. Life is very simple. It should be like when you were a little child. I, I keep saying that recently over and over because I want to make the point, I want you to see it. That once upon a time, you were closer to the kingdom of God, closer to heaven, closer to what it means to be a real human being than you have ever been since. And that was when you were a little child and you were spontaneous and full of joy and you had a lot of love and you didn't hate people. See? Now, how did you become ambitious? Well, people tempted you. They tempted you to, to do something. Here's another ambition. Here's another. It's very subtle. But if you see this, then you'll get it. They tempt you to do something, not because you see that it's wise, but they tempt you to do something so that they won't get mad at you or so that they'll give you some reward or so that you'll look good in their eyes and get their approval. Do you see the difference? They tempt you, see? A young man once said to me, well, my mom asked me to take the garbage out, but when she does, she says, says it in such a mean way, it tempts me to want to rebel. That's the temptation. So you see the danger. If you rebel, let's look at it this way. Why should you take the garbage out? Because you see that it's wise. Because you see that it's the right thing. Or you, you could do it as a kindness. But it's self-impelled. You see the wisdom of it, the rightness of it, and you do it. Okay? But if somebody orders you around, and then you get angry, and you rebel, that's ambitious. See? You're stepping away from what would be wise or right. See? On the other hand, if you get angry, but then you feel guilty, and then you do it out of guilt, or you do it just to, to please them so that they'll tell you you're a nice person. See? It changes the reason for doing something, and that's ambitious. Everything we do should flow spontaneously from within. And then the good that you do. Now, do you understand what Christ 
meant when he said, let your left hand not know what your right hand is doing. And he said, give freely. In other words, you just see something that could be done and you do it. That's all. And to other people, it seems gracious and kind, but to you, it's it's nothing. On the other hand, somebody asks you to do something for them and it's not your job or it's just not the thing to do and you just don't do it. And you'll feel guilty about it. See, it's natural. You have to be more like Alfred E. Newman. What? Me worry? More like Tom Sawyer or Huckleberry Finn. More free. See? Spontaneous. That's the way you have to be. You have to relearn how to be that way. Now you're all tied up in knots because, well, you've been ambitious. But you were tempted. Now here's what I want you to see. Everything that you've ever done wrong. Listen carefully. Everything that you've ever done wrong in your whole life wasn't your idea. You were tempted. Temptation was there. And a lot of times you didn't know any better. Or they were relentless in their pressure. Or you were just going along with what other people do. See, that's also a temptation, isn't it? It wasn't your idea. So, now your problem is that you're trying to save yourself. That's another ambition. You're trying to save yourself. You're trying to make yourself look good in God's eyes. Or you judge God. That's right. Can you see that that's ambition? You judge God. You say, well, he could never forgive me for what I've done. And so on. So you've got to knock all that stuff off. Just knock it off. And just go about your life living simply. Get the little meditation that I have. Begin to practice as you can begin to see what I'm talking about. You need to get out of your thoughts. See, now even your thoughts tempt you. Your thoughts pull you into them. They t your thoughts tempt you with worries and with fears and with doubts and what if this is, what if that's, and plans and schemes, and I've got to do more and I've got to do this, and reliving the past, thinking about what she said, what he said, how can you, you can improve their, your image in their eyes, and so on and so on and so on. You have to learn to be spontaneous. You go through life. If there's something you do, you just do it. Then you forget about it and you go on to the next thing. And then you forget about it and go on to the next thing. It's just beautiful. That's how you have to learn how to live. And when you do, you will discover that you're living in God's light. God's light enlightens. He makes everything clear. So you can see the temptation. And then you simply don't fall for it. Before, you didn't know any better. Or you didn't see it. You were too lost in your thoughts. See? Too lost in your emotions. So now, seeing, you just don't go along with what's not right. Now you see the mistake that you were poised to make in the past. You didn't realize it. Now you do. You see other people rushing, rushing for the for the latest this, the latest experimental that. You see the foolishness of it, and you just don't join in, and you're safe. You see what I mean? So you have to understand that, that temptation is everywhere, everywhere, tempting you to buy, to rush, to decide, to hurry, to do it now, before supplies run out, while supplies last. One day only sale. There's always something to tempt you to move in an untimely way. That's another pressure. See? Now, you might have something that you want to do or that you should do. Let me put it that way. Something that 
needs to be done, whether it's mowing the grass or something. But somebody comes along, oh, you got to do it now. And if you move based upon their pressure, then you're moving in an untimely way. So you're doing the right thing with the wrong timing. It's still not perfect. Christ said, be perfect, even as your heavenly Father is perfect. And for you, perfection means to stand back, become the observer in life, and do things spontaneously based on what you see is right, based on delicate promptings from within, instead of being tempted from the outside. Life is very simple. It should be like when you were a little child. I keep saying that recently over and over because I want to make the point, I want you to see it. That once upon a time, you were closer to the kingdom of God, closer to heaven, closer to what it means to be a real human being than you have ever been since. And that was when you were a little child and you were spontaneous and full of joy and you had a lot of love, and you didn't hate people. Did you know that my most popular book is The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage, a spiritual and practical look at relationships. My favorite chapter is How to Forgive and Forget. The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage. Check it out at Amazon.com or SheddingShackles.com You're listening to Shedding Shackles. Are you enthused about tomorrow? We're here to make you enthused and excited about what tomorrow brings. Visit SheddingShackles.com Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. For over 25 years, Roland Trujillo has been helping people shed the shackles of unhappy memories, consisting of upset, hurt feelings, and negative emotions that bind them to the past. Over the years, many people have listened to and benefited from Roland's positive message. Perhaps you, too, can discover the secret to becoming free from the past and moving forward to live a new life of joy and purpose. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hi, this is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. I'd like to make you aware of a couple of recent changes which we've made to the website, SheddingShackles.com. On the homepage, you'll find easily navigated icons leading you to various resources that are available. On the ebook offer page, you'll find new previews of several of Roland's ebooks now easily viewable on your iPhone or mobile device. I'm also a pianist and played some of the music that you hear on Shedding Shackles. Thanks for listening. I'm talking today about light. That's how, what I began talking about. Then I, I talked about ambition. I never did complete the thought. I want to tie light 
and ambition together so that you understand what living in the light is instead of living in the dark and being ambitious in the dark. Now, I began to tell about Adam and Eve, and I said there was no temptation until the serpent showed up in the Garden of Eden. So Adam's, Adam's flaw was latent. He didn't know he had a propensity to be ambitious. But when the serpent came along, see, you're almost lucky in a way because for you, there's temptation everywhere. Everybody. The, the way people look at you, the way they say things, the way they're dishonest and sneaky and they couch their words and they don't say what they really mean and they, they betray you and they, they cheat you and they try to degrade you and they lie and, and, or they praise you and promise you and everything that people do, the whole world is just built upon, upon ambition upon tempting you, that's the word, upon tempting you to be ambitious, to study more, do more, have more, be more, or to rush in an untimely way. See? But then the same spirit can then tempt you not to do what's right. You know what's right, and it says, well, don't do it, you'll get in trouble, you know, people will hate you, you know, you got it pretty nice now, don't rock the boat. So it's like, it's just endless, the temptation, you just have to see it. But it tempts you to be, to, it tempts you not to flow perfectly with the delicate promptings and realizations from the inner light. It tempts you to deviate, try something on your own, delay your timing, see? So, I can't be more specific than that, you'll just have to see see it for yourself. But what I was going to say is, in a way you're lucky because there's so much temptation. Your, your parents tempted you. They're failure. They couldn't help but tempt you. They couldn't help but tempt you. They themselves had been tempted, and they tempted you. Your dad through failing to be there for you, your mom through being bossy or whatever. Your, your peers tempted you. The teachers tempted you. They're all tempted. They're all ambitious. They become tempters themselves. They lost. They lost what they could have had. They lost what have made what, what would have made them into what the good Lord intended if, if they had followed what they had when they were a little tiny child. Never doubted, never deviated, then it would it would lead to something wonderful. But the good news is that you can you can begin again and refine it. And God will rewrite your life and guide you and take care of everything. He will be your guide. See? He he will be he he sends his light so that you can see. And he sends his light because it has warmth in it and it has love in it. And you'll get God's approval. Instead of seeking the approval of the world, you seek you'll seek God's approval. And all he asks is that you don't resent other people, that you pay attention to what you know in your heart. See? And live spontaneously, like when you were a little child. Now, I was saying that you're lucky because there's so much temptation that you, beginning with your parents, that you fell early to temptation and other kids and bullies and everything, the entertainment, even the food. Food is not natural anymore. You've probably noticed it's just, it's, it has temptation in it. And so, everything's tempted you, and you've fallen. Yes, you have. 
And if you tried to resist all the appeals, then you resented them. That's also wrong, see? So they got to you one way or the other. Either you went along or you resented. So now you just have to see that you've fallen to the temptation. Well, good. So now you, now you, now your secret weaknesses have been exposed. Had there been no temptation, you would have been flawed. But now, here's the beauty of it. Because you, you were tempted. Now you can see your error and repent of it. You can see your error and have a change of heart about it. You can see your error and turn unto God. And then he leads the way. And he, he leads by dissolving the error. He leads by, by showing you the lie for what it is so you don't believe it anymore. And then living in faith, you live a spontaneous life unto God. And then you're a better mom, better dad, better grandpa, better worker. See? And you set a good example for people, not because you're trying to set a good example. You don't even know that you're setting an example for them. But they see something about you, something about your honesty, your sincerity. Your, your joy. Something about you is different. And they like it. And it gives them hope. And if they come over to your side, to the bright side, then just think of the favor you will have done for them. And you didn't even realize you were doing it. Because of Christ, the faithful Son of God, made it all possible. Did you know that my most popular book is The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage, a spiritual and practical look at relationships. My favorite chapter is How to Forgive and Forget. The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage. Check it out at Amazon.com or SheddingShackles.com. He sends his light. Now look at the physical universe around you and see how wonderful light is, how it makes everything bright. And you can see, and it warms, and the plants love the light. Well, there's also spiritual light from God. He sends his spiritual light so that you can see, understand, realize, you can have insight. And his light also contains love. That's right. Just like the sunlight contains light and warmth. God's light also contains love. And it's a package deal. It's a complete. It gives you everything you need. And then you can grow in the light. Like a plant grows, you will grow and produce good fruit. Not because, not of yourself. So now do you see what ambition is. Do you see? It's just a mistake, that's all. Everybody tempted you to try and struggle and huff and puff and see. And so you did. Now you just have to see that you were tempted, that's all. Now do it God's way, the easy way, the way of faith, the way of spontaneity. It'll be beautiful. Well, now I just want to say a couple of little 
things here while I have a little bit of time. I, I tend to get carried away with the topic, and then when I'm done, there's no time left. I want to mention that a lot of you are using your iPhone or, you know, a mobile device. And our website is really, my son has done a really nice job. That's Jeremiah. He also plays the piano music that you hear. He's done a nice job of making our website mobile-friendly. And I just wanted to mention a couple of things. First of all, when, when you go to the website, then there's a slideshow, and you can actually click on any of those pictures in the slideshow, and it'll take you somewhere. If you click on Relationships, for example, it takes you to my eZine articles about marriage and about parenting and about relationships, which are just excellent. Just as an example, but I want to mention for those of you who are using using the mobile device. Let me see how can I say this. When you go to a page up in the upper left hand corner of your iPhone, for example, there's a little some little lines that you click on those, and it gives you the reader view. And the reader view gives you a much nicer view of the page for for reading, and much much nicer. So you want to remember to use that. And the other thing is that I have also gotten the websites weeklypastor.com, saturdaypastor.com, and sundaypastor.com because they're all easy to remember. But if you're using your mobile device, remember to enter in www. first, okay? Because if you search for Weekly Pastor, you may not find it because it hasn't been around that long. But if you put in www.weeklypastor.com, then it'll take you right to the website, okay? So, may I recommend that you get the little meditation that will teach you how to become still and get a little separation from those thoughts that now pull you into them and those emotions that pull you into them. When you stand back, you're free to realize. You're free to understand. And you're free to be patient. And when you're lost in your emotions and your thoughts, you're not free. You are compulsive. And you move with impatience or anger or resentment. Stand back and you will discover a whole new way of living. And you will also discover something else. Not because I say so, but because that's the way it will be. You'll discover God's gracious forgiveness and his kindness and life becomes sweet until next time lord willing and the creek don't rise i'll see you then bye bye you have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. 
You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you.